The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. Flakes checking in. <clears throat> Game day today. Oh, something blew up in this mic processor. That's great. Well, mine was going bad yesterday. Yeah. Well, here's here's the problem. Uh, the last couple of years, our company has cut back on some salaries and our engineer retired. <laughs> we didn't hire another one. <laughs> and I, I hope everything works okay. As uh, long as we got power coming through. Hmm. Well, nothing I can do about it. 61 degrees downtown. Boy, she was a humid one yesterday. We were out golfing. I was watching the forecast and the big stuff went south of us. Don't know anybody that needs any more hail. couple things about Montana. I went and recorded that song off of YouTube this morning. And Paul said, did uh, John Denver ever, ever play in Billings? And I said, I don't know that. Apparently, uh, there's a website called setlist.com. He played here in 1986 and started the show with Rocky Mountain High. Hmm. In 86? That's what it says. Huh. 86. Um, 86. Where was I? In, boy, the, the microphones are awful. Yeah. Um, where was I in 86? Oh, yeah. I was here. Hmm. Hmm. I don't remember that, though. Well, and I was in Missoula at that time, and... A John Denver concert here wouldn't have mattered because I did not have the money to drive across the state, buy a concert ticket, stay in a hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring up a good point, though. So we have a processor problem. You know, when your house is on fire, <laughs> folks, you... Uh, I don't have a full-time fireman on staff. But you have an option, Mark. Right. You have someone you can call. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't call Heather, Mm-mm. can't call Aaron, we mm. can't call Lacey or Karen, no, can't call any of them. No, um, Paul, you're the, you're the best fixer on staff and you can't fix this. No, I, I couldn't find where that is. Uh-uh. Uh, well, I have fixed other things here though before mm-hmm. Mark's weed eater you brought that in. Yep. Oh, my God, folks, years ago, 30 years ago, I had bought a Chinese SKS rifle, and I was having trouble with something with the reassembly. And I walked right through the lobby with the rifle and brought it right up to the radio station. I would be in jail oh, if, yeah. if I did that today. Oh, if they saw that now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Well, hell, you got to ring the doorbell to get in the doors coming in before mm-hmm. 5 here now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to text Johnny and see if we can. Yeah, we got to do something here. That's awful. You know what we should do? We should just go over to the other station and use that signal mm-hmm. and just broadcast our show from their signal in the morning. Wouldn't that be funny? That actually would be kind of funny. <laughs> Who are you two yahoos? Yeah. You know, take off Hillbilly and Sally and or whatever their names are and we'll go on their station. We could get people over there. Be kind of funny, actually, because they got good equipment and nobody ever uses it. 
We've got the oldest equipment out of the four stations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Storms went to Bighorn County yesterday. I see. It's where they ended up. Mostly sunny skies today. Um, tonight, some clouds will give way to generally clear conditions overnight. They, they don't even have, even though we have a 20%, they don't even have showers mentioned in this forecast for Friday. Uh, uh, today, my hourly had, uh, there's some rain over Columbus right now. We've got an 80% chance of getting that in the six o'clock hour. What? <laughs> what? That's, that's what, that's what mine said. And I see they're just a little bit between Columbus and us. Mm. Let me hit the hourly thing here too. Yeah. My hourly says a 24% chance at six. Oh, who knows? It was humid though yesterday. It was humid, very humid yesterday. So, yeah. well, we just may have to go to all music all the time today. Well, okay, back to John Denver and the Montana thing. Yeah, uh, you know California's Governor Newsom is in Montana right now. Is he? Yeah, I'd love to have him in here. Well, he's on the side of the state where he should be. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's got relatives down around Stevensville, mm-hmm. and. Uh, his relatives don't need, can't even stand him. They're in Montana. <laughs> well, uh, California has got Montana as one of 20 states on the list where state-funded or state-sponsored travel is prohibited due to discriminatory policies against lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender people, i.e., I don't want your son swimming with my daughter. Huh. Uh, they asked whether the state travel ban applies in this case. And he said, well, the state's, uh, the state's not paying. It's a personal trip. It's not state funded, which is ironic because, you know, Montana's last governor was a big fan of state funded travel. Yes, he was. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because he doesn't realize it, but California actually has a ban right now where people from Montana don't go there because he's governor. <laughs> Does he realize that? Does he realize that why people aren't moving into California? Uh, Does he realize that? He's, he's one of those people, Paul, that doesn't, he's just oblivious to the real real world. Like when they got pictures of him going out to dinner the day after he announced the masks. Yeah. Mandatory masks in California. At the big table. Right. Yeah. He's the reason people aren't going there. His policies. God. You never, and... You don't have to tell him to look in the mirror because he does that a lot. Yeah, he's a big fan of him. But uh, you're the reason. You're the reason. Hmm. In Montana. Gosh. Well, I got a couple messages that it, it sounds okay over the radio. It oh, just must be our, our headphones or yeah. stuff. Oh, okay, good. All right. Well, that's that's all right. As long as it sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah, we can, we can put up with that. Good. California. You just... I don't know how you could... Well, I talked to John last night, and uh, I said, how's it going? Good. Uh, I'm ready to come home. Oh, good. Yeah. He said, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to come back. And uh, he goes, but it's it's great. It's been fun. Um, and they start the playoffs in August, and uh, they, um, they still got a shot of making the five-on-five playoffs, and... They're playing good lately, he said. He was disappointed about the three-on-three tournament. He goes, they, they blew that. And uh, he said, but, you, you know, you just have to 
get ready for the next game and stuff or, or something. But he he's uh, he's ready to come back now. I don't think it's so much because he misses dear old dad. <laughs> he misses the swather. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's the reason why he he wants to come back. But um, but he uh, well in Atlanta. You know how hot it is down there. You know what our humidity was like yesterday, folks? That's nothing. Atlanta's is never as low as it was here no. yesterday. I lived in Cincinnati for 18 years. I mean, it was it was brutal there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even worse down in Atlanta. So, by the way, how come when we were kids, there were never, when temperatures were between 90 and 100, there were never excessive heat warnings? Mm-hmm. I was never in the forecast. What's the forecast? Oh, going to be 94 today. Okay. We just had 94. Now when it's 94, there are excessive heat warnings. Mm-hmm. You know why? Indoctrinate, indoctrinate, indoctrinate. Mm-hmm. Pound it in, pound it in, pound it in, pound mm-hmm. it in. That's all they do constantly. Constantly. It's crazy. Excessive heat warnings. That's not excessive. Growing up in... Uh Alabama, my dad in high school between between uh, school years, he got a job in a steel mill. No excessive heat warnings. Mm-hmm. On the days where it was really hot, they'd give you an extra water break and salt pills. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't cancel work. Right. No excessive heat warning. Excessive heat. Mm-hmm. What the hell is? Ex- How come we don't have excessive cold? We never have that. Mm-mm. Nope. Just excessive heat. Do you know, folks, that today, July the 7th down in Texas, they could have temperatures in the 90s, close to 100 degrees in some areas of Texas in July. I suppose everything's going to be closed today down there. Excessive heat. That's not excessive heat. It's not. I like I like to hear the radio station in uh, Baghdad. <laughs> And hear what their <laughs> forecast is. I have them read the forecast from their National Weather Service. Uh, today, sunny and dry, high 111. Tonight's low, 100. Tomorrow, 117. I wonder if they have, do they have excessive heat warnings in Baghdad? No, they just don't. Do your stuff in the morning because it's going to be hot in the afternoon. No, they don't. We have We've made it a ploy, part of the indoctrination. It's nuts. It's crazy. You know, folks, how that drives me nuts, that kind of stuff. It just, you can refute it uh, all you want. That's why I'd love to get Gavin in here. Well, there's a big article today in the paper. And uh, even AP had a story on it on it today about uh, the flooding in Yellowstone and uh, officials take stock of weather extremes. This is written by Brett French from the Gazette committee. They've got a committee that delves into water data to draft a drought plan. How come, how come I can never get on one of those committees? I've got my fingers in the dirt every day. Mm-hmm. I've got my pulse on drought every day. But they don't put people like me or others on those committees at all. You have to fit the narrative. You have to be. You have to have certain DNA. 
to be involved in these committees. The example of heavy and late precip is a common theme through the government's drought and water supply committee meeting, especially compared to last year. Spring's cooler, wetter weather has improved drought conditions. The holdout continues in a region east of the Rockies, north of Fergus County. That committee's met five times, rewriting the drought management plan. It's a complex analysis. Oh, it sounds like it. The fact that the drought committee was meeting on the heels of flooding, historic, that swept across Carbon and Park and Stillwater was not lost on the group. Somebody called the conditions inconsistent. Kathy Chase, a surface water specialist with the U.S. Geological Survey in Bozeman. Now, of course, folks, you know what she did. She went to college. She went to college. (laughs) And she has been trained to analyze and take the side of whichever one of her teachers or professors indoctrinated her into that type of science. That's how she's been trained. Chuck Dalby, Montana Department of Natural Resource, and a hydrologist said the flooding is a signal of what could be, what could be a new hydraulic regime for peak flows. He said, now he went to college, folks, remember that, and he, this is what he came up with. You know, the longer that snows hangs on into the mountains in the spring, the more easily a rainstorm like the one that hit in the spring can trigger flash flooding. We had to have a meeting for that. Hmm. <laughs> so when it rains a lot, yeah, <laughs> there's flooding. Okay. Okay, from now on, folks, after I hear something dumb, I'm just going to say Sherlock. Okay, so Sherlock. I look at the upper Yellowstone as deja vu all over. He was one of the principal investigators into the floods of 96 and 97. During the last 50 years, there has been a 30% reduction in snowpack for the April 1st measurement of snow and water equivalency in the mountains. That means more of that moisture is falling as rain, Dalby said. Uh, Excuse me, that's not true, because that would only apply if the rain and the moisture that we got every year was exactly the same amount every year. Some years we don't have that much rain. That's false. So if we get 12 inches and we only have equivalency of the snow of this, he's saying that all the other is made up with rain. And that's not true, folks, because we vary from year to year. We vary from year to year. The snowstorms over Memorial Day in the following week pushed the snow outside of its normal range. One question about how the state can be able to predict similar future events One of the earliest indications the USGAs had that the flood was unusual came from stream gauges. You can't. When are these people going to get that you cannot control Mother Nature? I see they've all been they've all been taught and educated that we control the weather. Mm -hmm. We are the ones that determine how much rain we get, how much snow we get. We determine how hot it is, how long it's going to stay hot, how long it's going to stay cold. We determine the strength of the hurricanes, the strength of the tornadoes. 
We determine when the seas of the Great Plains of this country dried up, when the glaciers melted. We control all of it. All of weather is controlled by humans. All of it. All of it. That's what they've been trained to believe. We are the ones responsible for all of the weather. Hey, Sherlock. (laughs) We are not. We never have been. The meaning also highlighted the difficulty, even with the best science available, to predict weather far out into the future. Now, that's the smartest thing that has come out of that committee. Hello? You just admitted. You just admitted. Weather, unpredictable weather. The DNC coordinator and program coordinator wrote a report outlining last year in March how we were going to have such a dry, hot spring in Montana. Remember that? Mm -hmm. All these people that went to college put out that report. Drought conditions above normal temperatures. Guess what, folks? They missed that. We had below normal temperatures and we had above normal precip. How could that be? Because we control the weather. Everything that we do impacts the weather, right? They knew what was going to happen and they predicted it. And guess what? They were wrong. 100% wrong. Wrong on all of it. Then in April, when we started getting all the snow and it got colder, you know what they did? They changed their forecast to a wetter, colder spring than average (laughs) to make them sound smart. The wet weather helped alleviate drought conditions across much of the state. Now they wrote a new report. North central Montana will likely, likely, likely. Uh, hi, hi, Mr. Wilson. I'm your surgeon. Um, <laughs> this will likely make your dingling fall off. Uh, it, it will likely. <laughs> A freshly hand-cut steak and made-from-scratch pizza is what you'll find at the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. They've got the best roasted chicken, amazing burgers, and the best prime rib deal in the county. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they have the freshest, best meal deal going. You've got to try their loaded Bloody Mary, made with your choice of vodka, bacon, cheese, olives, pepperoncinis, a pickle spear, and topped off with a beef stick and shrimp. For great service, generous portions, and a full-service bar and casino, head to the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. Make sure to like them on Facebook. Likely. Three inches below normal precip in Haver. It happens. You know, I was below normal last year. Uh-huh. Way below normal. And this year I'm above normal. They can't do it, folks. They can't do it. They have no control over it. None. We don't either. I don't know how we can let people know that but we just don't we don't control it whether you vote for a democrat or republican isn't going to change the weather they think they can they it will not change it it never has it never will some counties should mask indoors this now back in montana because of covid cases going up Hmm. Let me see here. Let me see if I can see a trend or a pattern. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, trying to get people to mask up again. Uh, COVID cases starting to pick up a little bit. Here it is July. 
uh, let's see, we've got August, September, October, November. In just 100 days, we're going to start voting. So that'll be interesting. Boy, you know what, folks? If COVID really starts to take off over the next couple months, we may have to have all mail-out ballots again. <laughs> hmm, wouldn't that be something? Uh-huh. So it starts, here it starts, uh, of which they can't do it, but legally, but Bullock did it. No deaths in Yellowstone County last month from COVID. None. Zero. They don't have a new vaccine for this variant. They just use the old one. Mm-hmm. People who have been vaccinated four times have had COVID twice. How's that happening? Hmm. And I see also, if you want some more COVID news, uh, they are going to allow... They're going to allow pharmacies to start handing out the new COVID drugs, the new pills, without seeing your doctor. You know what they should do? They should put those in the pot shops. Those guys are medically trained. <laughs> you know, they, they deal with medicine every day. Uh-huh. They would probably be better trained uh in determining your illness and what uh, the best cure would be. They could put that there. Remember we taught, we were t- talking yesterday about the crime and uh, how people are going to just start shooting and, and uh, get the message out. And I talked about that, that attempted burglary out there on 56th Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a bullet through his leg from the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Um. The resident shot him while he was trying to rob the house. The man who owned the home called, said he was shot. When they met the man, he had it was bleeding from his arm. Uh, the homeowner had a gunshot wound to his leg and arm. Man at the home heard a noise, woke up, grabbed a firearm, started searching his home. He was attacked. He fought the man throughout the house. At one point, uh, when he dropped to a knee, he fired. They found the guy later the next day when there was a report this guy was bleeding and been shot. And uh, said he had trouble finding work. <laughs> had trouble finding work. And he's got addiction problems. Well, he's fortunate he only got shot once. He's fortunate he lived. He's fortunate that the homeowner didn't decide to defend his home with a shotgun. Yep. And he's very fortunate he picked that house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not others. Because he wouldn't have walked away. Meth was involved uh-huh. Um, send him to Mexico to prison. That's the end of that problem. Send all these guys down there. Let them take our prisoners. Let them take our prisoners. People are going to do that, though. Uh, like that, Like that sheriff told us, look, 
you guys wake up at two in the morning and there's somebody out here robbing your sheds and stuff, uh, believe me, they're they're going to uh, they're going to do everything they can not to get caught. Oh, I see the Cats announced their home kickoff times, but their headline isn't quite as large as the Grizz <laughs> headline yesterday. And it never is. Yeah. Little smaller letters. All the Feds announced. Feds announced, folks, another $1 billion for terminals and upgrades. I got a question. We put all this money into our airport terminals. All of it. Billions and billions of dollars. We pay for that. We pay our tax dollars. We build the airports. We build the ramps. We build the runways. We build everything. The airlines get to use them. And they charge us. They keep the money. And they get a free facility Mm -hmm. to use. And when times get tough, we'll write you a big old bailout check. Yeah, like $53 billion. So, So we pay to have that airport, and the airlines fly their planes in there and pick us up and leave, mm-hmm. and they make the money, but we have to supply them the ramps, the runways, the buildings. Now, folks, is that fair? No. Mark Wilson wants to start a record store and only offer four artists <laughs> in his record store. Okay. Okay. But so, but Mark, why doesn't the government have to build that for you? Because there's a lot of people that like to listen to music. Mm-hmm. They, sh- they don't build it for you, everything, and you make the profit. How come the airports don't have to build, or the the airline companies, how come they don't have to build the airports? They're the ones that use them. Mm -hmm. No, we do. We build the airports. Folks, it's the same, it's the same thinking as this. You're driving down the road and a guy hits you in the side of your car, ruins your car, damage it, and guess what? He has no insurance. So the coppers come up and they write him a ticket for $500 for driving without insurance. You know who gets that money? (laughs) The city gets it. Right. Why? Why do they get it? Why in the hell does the city get that money? You were hit. He doesn't have insurance. And the city gets $500 for him not having insurance. That kind of stuff is uh, is crazy, crazy. Billion dollars more, more, and the um, and the airlines, the airlines pay for their own ticket people at the counters, but they didn't have to pay for the counters, no, or the counter space or anything, baggage handling. Free government rent. built that. Free rent. The government built all that for them. All the TSA people, they're all federal employees. Airlines don't pay them. They're a federal employee. So the airlines have to pay a fee to land a plane and take off. Uh, 
Well, whoop de doo. Hmm. You got to pay to go in the parking garage downtown. That's hmm. what it's like. You want to use a parking garage? You got to pay to use a parking garage. Burlington Northern, Santa Fe Railroad, they had to pay to build all their railroads. They built all their railroads. Yeah. And ran their trains on them. I wonder what airports are going to get the money. 85 airports. 60 million to upgrade the terminal and the bag handling systems. In other words, the ability for the airlines to <laughs> unload your bags that they just charged you $100 for. Uh-huh. And not only do they get to make the freaking money on the luggage, Mark, uh-huh. but we have to build them the system for them to uh-huh. unload it uh-huh. quicker which would make people more likely to take a bag mm-hmm. if they can get it off quickly, of which they charge $100 for, and they make more money. And we build that. Taxpayer pays that. $60 million to upgrade the bag handling. Oh, that's a Denver airport alone. Oh, my God. $50 million for Boston's Logan Airport and the Orlando Airport in Florida, a swing state. $20 million in Detroit and Philly. Each will get $20 million for renovating their restrooms. If you watch the Home and Garden Network, folks, you'll know that bathrooms are one of the most expensive rooms to remodel. All right. Upgrade the restrooms. The first installment of $5 billion to be spent on airports infrastructure. But the airlines don't have to pay any of it. We got it. We'll cover it. We'll build them all. We'll build them all, remodel them all, everything. And uh, I wonder if the landing fees and takeoff fees have increased percentage-wise as much as a gallon of gasoline that we all have to pay. But uh, that's just crazy. Crazy. Yep. Somebody hits you, city keeps the money. That's very profitable for them then. And you don't get it. <clears throat> Got this one in today. There's a movement growing in America for a shortened work week. <laughs> Look, we need to do less and make more. That's what we need is America. Look at America. You know, we're disgusting. A four-day work week can be challenging. For example, if most everyone else is still working on that fifth day and you're getting emails and messages as usual... Widespread adoption may depend on companies believing they need to switch in order to be able to compete in the workforce. Uh, That would change. That would change dramatically if jobs were hard to get. Yeah. Consumer behavior, customer expectations, and services would need to be reshaped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's hard to get... You think customer service and stuff is bad now? 
A solution may be greater flexibility around work hours or perks, perks like an occasional long weekend, message free times, whatever in the hell that is. Uh-oh, I'm at a timeout. You can't message me. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I'd never heard of that. And a reduction in meetings. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, folks. My God. We are so overworked, aren't we? We're overworked. Oh, yeah. People working from home and stuff in their jammies. And now, God, you know, you know, some of us in this country still have to work five days a week. Oh, God. And 40 hours? Dude. What the hell's the matter here? Less and less hours. More and more pay. What do you think that's going to do to the price of things? Hmm? That would only add to inflation. Mm-hmm. Talked to my son yesterday, Jake. Talked to him, too. And uh, he called me, wished me happy birthday, and uh, was tired because he had been in call and uh, was in the hospital for uh, 28 straight hours, three spinal surgeries in a row. He said it's unusual. He goes, they usually don't. I, they don't know why. It's just a freak thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 28 hours, never got a break. They, they never gave him a time. Uh, they never gave him a time where he was message free (laughs) because of the, you know, probably a little more stress when you do a spinal surgery than getting a text message from your boss that wants to know if you have something done yet. Oh my God. This stress is killing me. I'm going to baby. Four days. <sighs> Maori works 12s. A lot of people in the medical industry work 12s. And so Maori's getting another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, she's got another interview next week, but she's going to be, hopefully, I think I think she might get it. Uh, she'll be teaching a medical course for Arizona State University and uh, they online and uh, for extra money, fill in the extra hours that she has available. Mm-hmm. I'd love to read her this. Future time, no messaging. Oh my gosh. Duh, duh, duh. What a bunch of sissies we're raising in this country now. Mm-hmm. There should be a push for a six-day work week. You want to get people out of poverty? What will get people in poverty more? Less hours? Less commitment? Because what do you think they're going to do with the other non-productive hours that they have? They're going to spend money during those non-productive hours. Boy, good point. Man, exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's ways to get out of poverty. Education and work. Yeah. Uh, that will get you out of poverty. We hear all this bull crap, all this poverty problem, all these poverty problems. When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, 
The Roadside Event Center can accommodate, and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's R-H-O-A-D, roadsideeventcenter.com. Poverty, poverty, poverty. Get to work. You're your own worst enemy. Education, you can educate. Ask Ben Carson. You, you know, you can educate your way out of poverty. And uh, you can work your way out of poverty. Mm-hmm. It's it's really simple. No, no. What we do is we change society. Um, and for those that don't work a lot, we make sure they get more for that. Did you hear Joe Biden yesterday at that union address thing? This man is the quite possibly the dumbest man in America right now. And the government is going to bail out their pensions. He's going to give them a couple billion dollars to shore up the iron workers' pension. Um, so you pay it. You folks, um, that should really piss you off. It really does, folks. It really pisses me off. And it should make you mad, too, that we have to pay for their retirement. They work for a company. Uh, there's no no law or rule that says we have to pay you till you're dead every day. It just pisses me off so much. I don't want to hear about how hard they work. All right. <laughs> They're union guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, they work hard. Eight hours. And then they, they, they get 15 minutes of cleanup time. 40 minutes to clean up their tools or whatever in the hell else they get. Mm-hmm. And and they do it five days a week. And if they work an extra shift, they get double time, blah, blah. I, you know, great. You're hard workers. I know it. I work pretty damn hard too. And I'm still doing it. And uh, to have my tax dollars go in to fund your retirement, I'm up before you guys are up and I'm working after you guys are done. Yeah. And it, pisses me off that we have to pay for their retirement. And he just doles out checks and writes them like, no biggie. We'll get America to back you. We'll get America to pay it for you. That's why, folks, 88% of America right now, 88% percent is not happy with the direction they are taking america pretty big number 88 percent big number big number Hmm. shore up their pension plan what are we going to do with montana's Hmm? i asked greg jan 40 that before even ran for congress Mm mm-hmm what are you, you going to do with our unfunded liability here in our state? Three to four billion dollars of unfunded liability that we promise people that we will pay them because that's the system they got into until they are dead. It's unfunded. The Democrats have ruined our natural resource business. That's where we got a lot of our revenue. Coal, oil, gas, mining, timber, um, all that kind of stuff. Where, Where's that money at? They're going to come in and they're going to say, well, we have to shore up our pension plan. So guess what we have to do, folks? 
We're going to have to charge all of you more so we can give all of those people their retirements first. And that's what's going to happen. Okay. We got to take care of all them first. We need to take more out of your everyday paycheck. Do they teach this to kids? They teach this to kids in high school? Hmm? Do they teach them there, these new voters, these kids? Hey, hey, ho, ho. Donald Trump has to go. You know, the people running around with abortion signs. They know this. Do they know all this? What burden is being put on them? What their taxes are going to be? What they're going to have to pay for their whole life? Do they have any idea? Are they clueless about real life? I think they are. Clueless about the real world. I'd agree with that. They've been given a fairy tale by people who went to college Mm -hmm. and were trained to indoctrinate. The real world is different than the world that those people are living in. And uh, this kind of stuff's got to stop and it's got to be fixed. Spending. Oh, God. It's going to bring a great nation down to its knees. It's this reckless spending and this uh, you, you're you owed everything in life attitude that we have now. Just like this. Let's get it down to four days a week. You think that's going to help their retirements at the end? Or it's going to make things worse? Reducing their hours, reducing how much they work. Oh, but we don't want to reduce pay. So <laughs> the prices go up mm-hmm. of everything. Because they still got to generate revenue. You pay more for stuff. Not taught. It's not taught. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Republican nasty people have to go. Hey, hey, you know, have no clue. Clueless people. God. How much longer we got here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, currently December 5th. Man, I tell you. Oh. God, folks, don't don't you people get frustrated sometimes though with this stuff? It just drives me crazy. And apparently it's driving with those poll numbers, driving the rest of America crazy too. So um but at least we're gonna get remodeled bathrooms mm-hmm. uh, now at the airport. So standing here, my back hurts, I'm tired, <laughs> my fingers are shot, and we're putting billions in to shore up their pension plan mm-hmm. because they're union workers. And that administration and the Democrats are doing everything to shut down their industries because of the climate. Mm-hmm. So not only are they going to make it more difficult for these iron workers to do their jobs because of environmental regulations... They're going to ruin their industries. They're going to pay them off. Give them billions. As long as they get paid, that's all they care about. Make sure their retirement is fine. Mm-hmm. Well, the rest of us work our asses off and take our money to pay them. God, politics is dirty. A dirty, scummy, rotten business. Always has been. Are there any good ones left? Are there any good ones left?
God. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Events Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at.